Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. With me today, my friend and co-worker, his name is Jay Harvey. Jay, thanks for coming alongside. I'm so blessed to be invited and happy to be here. Now, Jay Harvey, would you say I've known you 20 years? I'm guessing it's been about 20 years. Yeah, I think that's about right. And you know, I I never dreamed when I first met you that here we would be together in a studio <laughs> talking about life, but well, a treat to have you here because I know you know something about life. Yes. And one of the things I've always loved about you as long as I've known you, is you have your finger on the pulse of our time. You can read the culture around us, and you pull out of it good stuff. There's a lot of negative stuff around us, but you have a way of just pulling life out of it. You make people smile. I love that about you. And as I'm telling you that, I'm thinking about soul music, because, you know, when I was growing up, and I'm way older than you, but when I was growing up, I was drawn to what we called in the pop genre, soul music. How about you? Did you ever oh, like that stuff? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that you and I always kind of shared over the years as I sat in the church that you pastored. We did some events that included music, and you always had a love for music. And so we we share that passion. And I actually grew up in a house where we listened to all kinds of music, and soul music is one of my favorites. And so I want to ask you, Jim Lyon, what's your favorite soul music Whoa. song? I don't know that I could say, what's my favorite soul tune? Hmm. But boy, as you ask me, my mind's flooding back. It's amazing that I can even remember back this far, but I'll tell you who I was really a fan of, Aretha Franklin. I oh, yeah. owned everything that she produced. And uh, that album called Aretha's Gold, I mean, it is one of the top albums of all time. And of her songs, I mean, famously, her Respect, you know, that R-E-S-P-E-C-T? Yes. That moved me then, still does now. It's got so much power. It's got so much energy. It reaches right down to the core of your being and pulls something out. Whoa. It's amazing as I'm just describing it to you how I can feel it because that's the power of soul music. It, it moves us at a level that other things may just pass us by. Well, that said, when we talk about soul music, though, maybe we should expand our definition, not just the stuff that comes out of Motown, not just the stuff that came out of a particular period of American culture, but think about music that moves the soul. I mean, that could be said about some classical pieces. For some people, a Beethoven or a Bach can move the soul. And even beyond that, think about this. The book of Psalms in the Old Testament is really soul music. People don't realize it's a hymnal. It's a, it's a songbook. We don't know what the melodies are, but we still have the lyrics, and those lyrics are still moving souls. So as we are in Viewpoint today, let's just dive into some real soul music that goes way back, at least 30 centuries. Jay, I know you're a great communicator, and... Uh, when you're kind of in a world like you and I both live, where we are often called upon to speak, I'm always drawn to people who went before me who are great communicators, and one of those is a guy named Clovis Chapel. And I'm so glad you've introduced him to me this week. Uh, what a treasure. And when we say introduced you to him, by that we mean vicariously, because Clovis Chapel has been dead for many, many years. But his voice lives on in collections of of his presentations, of his teaching. And he had such a great gift of taking ancient words and translating them into the here and now in a way that you just could not escape the power and the truth that transcends time. And as I was thinking about soul music and thinking about the Psalms and these ancient verses, I remembered a book on my shelf called Sermons from the Psalms by Clovis Chapel. I probably have not visited that book for 20 years, but I pulled it down and started reading it. And I thought, man, this guy's got it. 
And so today we just want to give a tip of the hat to Clovis Chapel, a great man of God who the Holy Spirit used and inspired to translate these great lyrics for the here and now. And even though he's been gone for over half a century, I think, his words still ring true. The same spirit that inspired him, that inspired the original psalmist, can inspire us. Which brings us today to Psalm 103. This is a soul tune. Again, we don't have the melody, but we have the lyric, and it still moves us. Give us some of that, uh, Jay. This is Psalm 103. Give us a few verses. This is the New Living Translation. Praise the Lord, I tell myself with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, I tell myself, and never forget the good things that he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. When I talk about Aretha Franklin and a great soul tune called Respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, her ability to take that word and repeat it in the song helps anchor all the rest of the lyrics. Similarly, in Psalm 103, we have a refrain. It's right up front, and it comes back again in the psalm as you read down it. It's actually verse 2. Give us that verse again. Yeah, so key to this psalm. Uh, praise the Lord, I tell myself, and never forget the good things he does for me. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> yes. There's a phrase maybe too often and overused. I've seen people do eye rolls when someone says, praise the Lord. But right. actually, this bless the Lord, O my soul, in the uh, older English version, this praise the Lord is really an important concept, isn't it? I mean, it, it focuses us on praising, not criticizing. Right. And, and one of the first times I was introduced to the psalm early on in my walk with Christ, um, it was really taught well to me that we, we must start out praising God, not for what he does for us, which goes and talks about later in the psalm, but for who he is. Uh, if we don't start with praising him just for who he is, a God who loves, a God who came down, uh, a God who rescues and redeems, if, if we don't start there, we're probably starting on the wrong foot. Such a good insight because in all relationships, before we actually come to terms with, with what someone has said or done, knowing who that person is and understanding that, focusing on that before I enter into some part of the relationship that may be stretching me, just knowing this is a person I trust. No matter what Jay said, I know Jay's heart. I mm. know the kind of man he is, and I can trust him. We may have some disagreements. We may have some distance or space in a conversation, but wait a minute. If I start focusing on, on who is Jay Harvey, that's going to help the relationship be sustained. Well, if that's true person to person, think about that with God. Mm. When I understand who God is, his power, his capacity, his love, his grace, his mercy, if I'll just praise him for that, then the rest of my relationship with him and the rest of my world is reordered, even if I have some challenges. So you're right on the spot with that, Jay. Thank you for that. And the psalmist goes on to say, praise the Lord and forget not all of his benefits. And, and here there's a kind of important point, I think, and that is, man, I, I cannot catalog everything God has done right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just look at the world. Okay, I saw that daffodil passed it by. Uh, right. There's so much stuff in this world that's good. Yeah, I see some of the bad stuff, but there's so much that's good. And the scripture tells me every good and perfect gift comes from God above. 
I can't remember them all. The psalmist here, the lyricist, is not saying you have to constantly remember everything. Just don't forget everything. I think that's so critical to the understanding and the fulfillment we we have available to us in our walk with Christ and our relationship to God. In verse 5, when he says, he fills my life with good things, and I would assume that things come up in people's minds that they imagine that might not be exactly what God is talking about. Good things are restored relationships, uh, peace, uh, the things that we don't see Him protecting us from. It is a trust issue that, that God does provide and fill my life with good things. But are we seeing them? Are we acknowledging them? And what happens is we tend to focus on what we don't have. So instead of starting with what we have and all the good things God has provided for us, I kind of get mixed up and think, well, man, somebody else has got more than I have. They've got more blessings. They have more opportunity. They, they're better looking. They have more talents. They've got more money. I mean, that is human nature. But all of that is a diversion from what this song is pumping into us. Mm. Think about what God has done for you. And this concept of it's not fair, you know, Jay Harvey, you're handsome, you're talented, you're brilliant. I mean, you have the world at your doorstep. I'm looking at you and saying, I'm such a loser. You know, that's not helping me get anywhere, is it? No, it's not, especially when I want to be just like you. See, that's the thing. <laughs> we, we do that, and we don't realize that everybody is uh, susceptible to that. And there are, there are a lot of people walking around, a lot of Christian people walking around, wishing for things that they wish they could be because they see them in other people, but those people themselves are wishing for things. And so if we all get back to the heart of what this psalm talks about, praising the Lord, never forgetting all the good that He is and all the good things that He does, boy, our perspective changes almost immediately. And we stop measuring what other people have and start being thankful for what we have. This sounds so elementary, but honestly, it is a key to life. And at the bottom line, at the end of every day, every one of you listening to us today, and I think I could speak for Jay and myself, I just want to be happy. Yes. <laughs> I just want to, I don't want to carry any burdens. I don't want to be fueled by bitterness or resentment. I don't want my life to be driven by negative emotion. I just want to be happy. I want to have life. This song is showing us how to get there. And when we come back, let's just think about some of those things that we can dwell on that will breathe life into us, even in this broken world. As you're listening to Viewpoint today, you might think, well, wait a minute, I have a question about that, or no, could that be true for me? Or you want to challenge an idea. Whatever's on your heart, in your mind, we want you to know we're glad to hear from you. And we actually have a toll-free number that is open 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Just dial this up, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We've got somebody from our ministry team. So glad to talk to you. Just call us anytime. We want to hear from you. I'll give you that number again at the end of the broadcast. But for now, know this. Whatever your thoughts, whatever your heart cry, whatever your good word, we want to hear from you. Jay, as we're talking about how we can praise the Lord and not forget his benefits, well, what are those benefits? Okay, I'm game. Let me make a list because you know what? Right now my life is kind of chaotic and I'm not right. sure I'm going to pay my taxes or what am I going to do with my job lost? Or man, I went to the doctor and he didn't give me good news. So let's let's start with what his benefits are. What are those? Give me one. Well, you know, I, I think forgiving all my sins is a great place to start <laughs> um, uh, fundamentally if we can trust in that work on the cross and, and understand for a brief moment that 
that God accepts us in our brokenness and makes a way back for us, that would uh, brighten up anybody's day. And maybe I just have to stop and acknowledge. Absolutely. I've I've done some real mess-ups. And maybe I don't deserve that doctor's report, and maybe I didn't deserve to lose my job. But when I look at my life, truth be told, I've done some things I'm not very proud of. And God will forgive me of those things. Absolutely. There's something that Mm. you can be thankful for. Right. Heals all my diseases. He surrounds me with his love and tender mercies. And and I think that often goes overlooked. We all want the cure for the disease or uh, uh, the good prognosis. But just stop and think for a moment about God surrounding you with his love and his tender mercies. God is interested in us becoming whole. And there are a lot of challenges to that in this broken world. We think the world is broken. We know the world is a mess up. But God is working for our good. And he heals us. He can bring healing to us. I'm even one who thinks he can bring physical healing. Absolutely. He brings emotional healing. He can bring spiritual healing. There's so many ways in which his tender mercies give us that healing. I think something overlooked sometimes is is the way he moves in those areas. The tender mercies uh, really speaks to he knows us so well. He knows how fast we can go in this healing. He knows uh, just when to push or just when to let us crawl up into his lap. He knows us intimately, and and he is a tender heavenly father. Uh, I think we often only view him in a, in a couple of ways, and that is if I'm doing good, then he's okay. If I'm doing bad, he's He's an angry God, and and I believe we must focus on uh, how he is tender and how he knows just when to push, uh, when to pull, and and to speak to our hearts in the way that we understand. God is a father. Absolutely. And that can be highly charged language for some, because sometimes in this world we have fathers that aren't so good and may have caused us grief or pain or they've been absent or maybe we feel abandoned. I mean, all of that does happen. And even if you had a father that you respect and love and admire, still flawed. Maybe dad wasn't everything every minute, every time. But the idea of our heart longing to have someone, a parent that loves us completely and whose single ambition is to see us succeed, that's who God is. Mm. And I'm very fortunate. I had a dad who loved me. I have a mom who loved me. As many people know, I was adopted. I really never take that for granted because these folks made my life and my well-being their ambition. But if that's true here on earth, Get this, God's ambition is to see you filled with life and whole and happiness, even in the midst of a world where people will punch out, bruise you, where you can be wounded and maybe even suffer by your own stumble. Uh, God's there to pick us up, just like a parent always wants the best for his child. No small thing for which to give thanks. I want to add one quick thing. A lot of the things that I see in the church where I pastor um, is... Uh, we, we've gotten to a point where I think it's easier for people now to admit that they are broken or that they might have not lived a life um, up to God's standards and they understand that forgiveness part. But it's too easy for them to say that I'm broken without letting God come in and use that relationship to bring them forward. And you always do such a great job of, of reminding me, Jim, that God is in the business of bringing us forward and becoming more like Christ and that there is a future for the relationship that we have with Him. And there are so many other things, uh, Jay, as we, we talk about these kind of personal journeys. But I mean, just step out of yourself and look around. Um, you know, a beautiful snow fall is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. A field of flowers, spectacular. A vista of a sunset behind a mountain range or across the ocean. I mean, this is art that no person could have imagined.
we've talked a little bit about some of the uh, big ideas about what we can give thanks for and some of the more mundane and material. Everything from a God, our Heavenly Father who works for us to, you know what, some of those flowers in the front yard, just stop and say, thank you, Lord, that's a beautiful, beautiful for the moment. But it's not enough just to acknowledge these things to ourselves. The psalmist here is saying, get it out, express it, speak it out loud, the power of articulating a blessing. We too often live in a world of negative talk. It's easy to find things about which to complain. There's plenty of stuff in the world broken. We can all draw pictures of that, write paragraphs about it, and every now and then we have to visit that so it can get better. But think about the power of positive talk. This is not just mumbo-jumbo. It's not just pop psychology. No, this is truth of the ages. I want to be in the company, not just of someone who can look realistically and honestly at the world, and that takes some courage, but also who brings me to a better place, who, who brings something positive out of that mess up. That's what I'm drawn to. Isn't that true for all of us? Absolutely. And so someone who can say, well, you know what, that, that's not so good, but think about this. The person who can bring a blessing out of even a desperate hour. The person who can look at some terrible tragedy and, and honestly own it and grieve it. That's fair. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, our Lord said. But still, there. There's a way out. There's something positive. My heavenly Father is going to intervene and help pick up the pieces. Or that word of blessing, speaking it, expressing it, believing it, and breathing it, makes you not only alive, it'll bring life to the people around you. Hmm. We should give uh, expression to our thanks because when we do that, you know what? It pleases God. <laughs> okay, so uh, my youngest son who just had a baby boy, his father, my son Nathaniel, just had a birthday, the same week the, the baby was born. And for his birthday, I went over to help Nathaniel. He lived some distance from me, and he was struggling with his yard. And so I, uh, you know, helped him prune the bushes and get a lawnmower up and running and stuff for his house. All that's so good. I'm just, I'm just talking as a dad. So I, when the baby's born, I'm there and so excited, and, and Nathaniel's all excited, and he's so proud, and he's so perfect. I mean, I promise you, Nathaniel was born for this role. He's just so together when it comes to relationships. Mm -hmm. But as we're there, he also says, oh, Dad, thanks for helping me get the yard together, because as I just drive up to my house, and it looks so fine, and thank you for coming over and working side by side with me. It's a small, small thing, but you know what? As a dad, it brought life to me. Absolutely. It just made me smile because no. he was identifying something that was good, that was positive, and it, and it reflected back on me. And again, if that works with just mere mortals like you and me, think about the power with God. God is always pleased when we just say, thank you. That's awesome. You know, Jim, as I think back about my walk with Christ, and, and uh, you were obviously uh, my pastor and in a lot of ways still are, and, and you baptized me, and uh, I, I just see myself 15 to 16 years later after making that decision, my prayers becoming more about just what you said, just thank you. Um, there, there are so many things that we can see. I've encouraged my own congregation to to pray out the Psalms as if they were crying out to God, to get those raw emotions out because he's big enough and he gives them back to us in a way that I think for the most part, 
makes us grateful for who he is and not what he is promising that he'll do. He has our best interest. He loves us. He sent Jesus for us. And, and the more we can just be honest with that and say thank you, it does set the world and our day and our week and our month in the proper perspective uh, and so much more fulfilling. So I agree with you 100%. It is a lifestyle to praise God for who he is, what he does, and not to focus so much on the things that we don't have. And ladies and gentlemen listening alongside today, this is real. Yeah, It's transformational. It has real power to alter your day today. And I know you may think, well, I don't know. No, give it a try. We, we plead with you. Just give it a try. Get out a piece of paper when you get home today, wherever you are, maybe you're home right now, just get out a piece of paper and make a list of 10 things. 10 things that God has done right and that have blessed you. And it may be the flower in the front yard. It might be the birth of a child. It might be the fact that you can see, just physically see. Don't take things like that for granted. And just make that list and then thank God for that out loud and then bring it up to someone else. You'll be astonished at how the world begins to change around you. There's power in it. There's life in it. And you will become yourself more content. All of this is straight out of some of the great soul music of the ancient time, over 30 centuries ago, and these lyrics still move us. We want to invite you to take a step forward into this kind of soul music by praying with us. Just make a decision that you're going to stop for a moment now and join us in prayer, and it's a way forward on your day. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you are. I'm thankful, Lord, that for all the things you might be, you are by your very nature kind and gracious, merciful, loving. You are just and true, no doubt about it. But even in your justice and your righteousness, you are clothed by tender mercy. We thank you for sending your Son into this world so that when we see Jesus, when we read his words, when we can imagine his face, we see you. We're thankful for your Holy Spirit that you send to stir in our hearts. And anyone who's praying with us today, anyone who's seeking after you, well, that's the Holy Spirit at work in our hearts because left to our own devices, we wouldn't do that. I thank you for that spirit. I thank you for the glory of nature. And yes, sometimes it seems to be very broken when we see a storm or an earthquake or a natural disaster of some kind. We know that's evidence of a very broken creation that you did not design to be that way. Oh, but for the sunset and the sunrise, for the fragrance of a flower, for the beauty of an ocean or a lake, of a mountain high or a valley low, for all the ways in which we are surrounded by beautiful things, even though sometimes there are sad things, we give you thanks. We thank you that you are willing to be a father. And we pray, Lord, that we will be your children. We surrender ourselves into your hands. We admit that we're too prone to think about what we don't have instead of resting in what we do. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to be life in the world in which we walk, because we are speaking out loud your blessings. We are praising you, and we are not forgetting all of your benefits that each day we'll remember some and share that with the world around us. I pray that we'll be better and the world would be better because we walk with you in this way. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, want to know more about what it's like to walk with Jesus? You want to know more about how your world can be repivoted? as the psalmist has suggested in Psalm 103 about praising God? If you have a question to ask or even a comment to make, you want to challenge something we've said today, whatever the reason, give us a call. 
Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. So glad to hear from you, I promise. If you would prefer not to call us, though, and just want to go online, check us out at our website, CBH Christians Broadcasting Hope, cbhviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there. You can read about trips you could take with us there. You can also send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, just send me a letter by post. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you dial us up on the phone, whether you find us online, or whether you use Surface Mail, let us hear from you this week. Okay, Jay Harvey, no matter what Aretha Franklin meant or intended with her great soul classic respect, I want you to know I respect you. <laughs> you know, you got my R-A-S-P-E-C-T. Yes, and Jim, it has been wonderful being here. And uh, anytime, it's been a great blessing. So thank you for inviting me. Our pleasure. And we are so glad that you joined us also. Tuning in to Viewpoint today, we hope you'll join us again next week as we continue our series in soul music. Music for the soul from millennia ago in the Psalms. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.